Hello and welcome to the With Flow podcast, a weekly show for purpose-driven high achievers who are ready to ditch the hustle. I'm your host, Laura from Business With Flow, cyclical business mentor and systems and planning queen. My mission is to empower you to run your business and your launches without the burnout. In this podcast, we'll be chatting all things cycle syncing, intuition, and doing business your way, combined with some of the more practical aspects, like systems and planning and tech. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 81 of the Westflow podcast. This week, I am excited to share with you another amazing guest expert. I had the absolute pleasure of chatting with the amazingly magnetic India Jade Cook. India is a marketing and mindset coach for female entrepreneurs, helping you be unapologetically self-expressed to create a magnetic AF personal brand. In this episode, we talked all about attraction marketing, why being real online is important, how you can share your life online without oversharing, and why it's important to share the not-so-great stuff as well as the wins and the highlights. This is a really juicy conversation, and I cannot wait to share it with you. Now, before we jump into the episode, just a little note, there is some adult language in this episode, so if you have little people around, pop some headphones in or come back to it later. So let's jump in. Hello, my love. Welcome to the podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. So I was trying to think about this before we jumped on to record how we first became Instagram friends. <laughs> I have absolutely <laughs> no idea where. I think I may have come across one of your hilariously funny and very on point reels or something along the <laughs> lines, maybe, I don't know, 18 months, two years ago. But I do remember coming across you and thinking, oh my goodness, I just love everything about you. I love your vibe. I love how <laughs> real you are. I love how you just are not afraid to show up authentically and be who you are and how you just so fully embody what it is that you teach in how you show up. As soon as I saw you, I was like, yes, she is definitely one to, to follow. And I, yes. Love, love getting to hang out with you on Instagram. Oh, I love that. Thank you so yeah. much. Right back at you. So you talk a lot about, you know, being authentic, showing up as who you are, being magnetic. For people who maybe haven't heard of the term like magnetic marketing or attraction marketing, maybe just give them a little intro into what it actually is. Yeah, of course. So Attraction marketing and client attraction is really about marketing your business, positioning your business in a way that helps attract clients to you rather than you actively having to find your clients and hunt them down, right? So it's not about like the cold messaging, finding loads of leads and chasing them down. It's about positioning yourself in a way that people are attracted to you. So the kind of magnetic is a part that I've really dug into on the side of that is like okay well that's good so if we want to attract, attract clients how do we do that how do we become magnetic and that's what you know it's just kind of a term I use and many other people use but it's just about that it's about having this thing about you 
whatever it is and all of our things are different but that people will find you and kind of like you just said about me that you, people will see you and be like oh my god yes this person this person <laughs> I have to follow her I have to have her in my world I have to you know I want to pay her I want to work with her I just want to be in her little community whatever that is and it's about finding your unique thing whatever that is and embodying that and working it into your marketing and into your business I love that because there is it's maybe not quite so prevalent now as it used to be but it really did for a while there feel like everyone was trying to be a carbon copy of their coach or their mentor and it's, they felt like they had to show up in the same way and talk the same way and look the same way and do the same kind of graphics. And it just started to feel a little bit like everything in the online business world was you know, a little bit same samey. So I love the yeah. idea of pulling out what is unique about you and weaving that in because people want to know you, right? Like they don't want to work with the same old person who could work with any coach on on Instagram, you know, they want to work with the people that they feel are their people and they're attracted to. Absolutely. And like one of the the core beliefs of my business is that I always try and be careful with my wedding because it's not how I see it is I'm not teaching someone how to be magnetic because I truly believe that each of us already are magnetic in our own way to our soulmate client. So we are going to magnetize different people because we're different people, right? And our, our target audience are different. And I believe kind of, if you think of this, the term soulmate client, well, soulmates are a two-way thing. So if someone is your soulmate client, you're kind of naturally going to be their soulmate coach or whatever it is that you do. And I think we can have multiple soulmate coaches. And I'm not saying that means, you know, there's, you're the, there's one for one and for everyone, but that you as at your core, your essence is already magnetic to the people that you're there for. But we learn so much shit. We take on all these beliefs, all these things we get taught. You know, I remember my first coach and I invested a fuck ton of money with her who then basically told me, hey, be a carbon copy of me. Like literally like you've just said. So we learn all this shit that actually ends up hiding our innate magnetism because we're so swept up in what we think we should be or we think we have to do that actually a lot of it is about unlearning all that crap and kind of peeling back the layers and unraveling what's already underneath, which is your magnetism. So kind of stripping back to find what's already there and then strategically placing that into your marketing to make it work. But it's not about you know, me teaching you how to be someone or someone teaching you because I think we all have it in us already, but it's often just covered by a load of crap and limiting beliefs and stuff we've been taught that we have to just like get rid of. <laughs> oh, yes, totally understand that one. <laughs> So what do you think is the biggest thing that might, that maybe you see with your clients or you see online that typically holds people back or stops them from like really just showing up as who they are and sharing who they are online? I think the most common one is definitely, and it takes slightly different forms, but this fear of, it's probably ultimately a fear of failure, but definitely like a fear of judgment, a fear of failure, a fear of, you know, what are people going to think? And ultimately, it comes down to what if, if I am my absolute truest self, if I express myself completely on the internet, and what if that's not enough? And people laugh at me. Like it's it's so, it's so personal. It's it's so intimate to 
allow yourself to to be fully self-expressed that it's kind of natural that we've got a lot of fear around it and we kind of want to hide that a little bit whereas I think if sometimes we we play the part right when we when we have these masks on we do what we're told and what we think we should do it's it's a bit like we're wearing a mask like we're playing a part and if it goes wrong or it doesn't work it's kind of easier to take when you know you are playing a part because it's not your true personal self that feels rejected Whereas when you are being your completely unapologetic, unashamed self, that hurts. It can hurt. And that, that rejection is real. And we're, we're human beings at the end of the day. No one wants to feel rejection. No one wants to feel failure. So it's, it's really a protection mechanism. But then on the other side of the coin, that's what tends to hold us back from the success in the first place is that we're doing these things to try and protect ourselves from failing. And by doing so, that's what holds us back. <laughs> so it's a vicious cycle. Yes, yes. And I, I totally get that, that feel. Like it does feel quite vulnerable when you start to share mm. parts of yourself. And I know you've been very open about so much of your life on Instagram. But at mm. the same time, you have a really nice balance where there are some things that you keep private that you don't necessarily share as is it something that you've consciously thought about? Yes, I'm happy to talk about this or I'm not happy to talk about that. Or is it just you just go with the flow and whatever you feel like you need to talk about or share, you just just do it that way? Yeah, I tend to kind of go with more of the moment what feels right to share. And it is, I think it's a difficult balance for all of us and all of us will have a kind of different point where that balance lies. I think it's always good to kind of be open about when things aren't necessarily perfect, even if you don't go into the detail. The, the thing I can't stand, and again, this is something in the industry that I think we are getting out of, but has been so prevalent, is the whole faux high vibe all the time thing that drives me insane. Yes. Um, and it's so toxic. So I think there's an element where you do both yourself and your audience a disservice if you're not at least a little bit real about you know, and it can just be doing one story and go, hey, do you know what? I'm having a shitty day, so I'm not going to come on today. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to give any reasoning. And you don't have to do that either. But I think actually it, it kind of serves you and your audience to to have a slightly open narrative about that rather than feeling like you can't show up at all or, you know, or have to pretend you're doing well. I'd much rather just jump on and be like, yo, I feel like shit. So I'm going to fuck off for a couple of days and I'll see you later. You know, and sometimes I'll dive into it, like you say, if it if it feels right and sometimes if it feels relevant. I'm always one for looking for connections between what I go through and, and the lessons learned. I think there's so much of what we go through in general life that we can tie back into our businesses and lessons we can apply. And I always, when I share stuff, it tends to be because there's something that I feel is relevant in one way or another to my business or to my mental health and our wellness. And, and for me, those are so highly linked. It's one of the things that's really important to me is that, you know, you, you want to build a successful business, but you have to look after yourself and you know, put yourself first, your needs and not, you know, throw that to the wayside in order to be successful. So yeah, it's, it's a delicate balance. And I think we don't always get it right all the time. I don't get it right all the time. You know, sometimes you might look back and think, oh, I wish I'd shared more about this. Or you think, fuck me, I overshared there. And, you know, we, we live and learn. We, we work it out as we go. And I'm so glad that you brought up the whole having to appear perfect and life is always wonderful. 
because it doesn't matter how amazing your life is. We all have days where we feel like shit. We all have days where nothing mm. goes right, nothing goes to plan. We all have <laughs> things in, we all have launches that flop. We all have things that just don't go right in business, whatever it is. And I definitely am a lot more drawn to following the people that show up and share that side of it as well. They share yeah. the days where they don't feel so great. They share the days where, or they share the behind the scenes of a launch that didn't work or a new offer that they put out that no one bought because it shows people who, particularly those who are sort of earlier in their business journey, that no matter how far you are along in business, it doesn't necessarily get any easier and that those things do still mm -hmm. seem to happen and that you don't reach this magical point like some coaches would have you believe where you make 10k <laughs> months and life is perfect and you work by the pool with your laptop and a cocktail and everything is just amazing yeah for like three minutes yeah. a day <laughs> <laughs> um but for so long that was such a strong and constant narrative in the online business world mm -hmm. that it started to create these false expectations I think for new people Definitely. starting these new businesses that it was this magical thing and you would get there and everything would be amazing so yeah I know for myself I'm I mean I love it when people share their wins and their successes and oh, that's sure. great it's you know it's inspiring but I also love it when people share they're not so great stuff because it reminds us all that we're human and it happens to all of us and particularly if you're in a funk and you've got something that's not going well in business it just reminds you that it's not just you and there's nothing wrong with yeah. you it's mm -hmm. just you know part of being human part of being a business owner yeah because... definitely and it's not just like I think you know the point you make about new business owners like it's not just the false expectation of when you reach this everything's going to be great I think, you know, it's like you say, setting that example for them to risk. Because I think if you're new in the business and, you know, when I first started a few years back now, but, and everyone was this seemingly perfect, I would feel so shit about myself because it was like, oh, I'm the, like you say, you think you're the only person. And I think, especially for the new people in the industry, they need to know that it's not that. And it's okay if you struggle and actually it's not just like a, a straightforward trajectory. It's going to be peaks and troughs. It's going to be up and down. Because I think if all you see are this perfection, you can get so down on yourself and think that you will never make it. You will never have any success. And, you know, it, it, it's just it's just so incredibly toxic if that's all. And, I, and I, while I completely respect everyone's privacy, if they don't want to share, you know, more intimate details, but I think there's a way that we can still have a balance where you're not pretending that, sunshine and rainbows are shooting out of your ass 24 7 you know absolutely one of the things that you do very well is you show who you are outside of your business as well you know you love to run you love to do musical theater and so you mm. show us the behind the scenes of your life and what's going on for you and it really helps people understand again the humanness behind the business and the business owner or the personal brand that you know we do have lives outside of our business and I think people are naturally curious and they want to get to know people and what they're they're mm. into right like I think it's really important that we share some of I know I'm not particularly good at it I sometimes forget Instagram even exists but <laughs> yeah I think it's really important that people get to know the 
the person behind the personal brand. And it's a really great way to get to know if someone is a good fit and you want to work with them as well. Hey. Yeah, definitely. Because I think, you know, the people we work with, it is such, it's a personal decision, especially you know, when you, you look at like coaching, especially on a one-to-one level. And it's a really intimate relationship, you know, to that coach, coachy, like you want to spend a lot of time together. You are going to go into some deep shit together. You want it to be someone that you feel completely comfortable with and that you feel like you can open it up with and you feel that you can relate to. And quite often it is those non-businessy things that will actually be the difference in that because you know there are thousands of coaches all doing the same things and there are you know probably hundreds of coaches that any one person would adore to work with so it's quite often those little details that I think we simply relate to and connect to on a human level that makes that you know makes the little difference that's like you're the one for me I remember my first coach I hired because I watched one live of her and she was sat there with a glass of wine swearing her head off. And I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> it was like, like she was talking, like, I can't remember what it was, but she talked about something in particular and I was like, we're going to get one. <laughs> I think, it, yeah. And for me, I'm like, I'm just an extremely multi-passionate person. And that for me is part of the beauty of what my business provides. It's the time to run. It's the time to do my performances. You know, I'm, I'm running a marathon this Sunday. I've done several shows this year. I got to play Roxy in Chicago earlier this year, which was like a lifelong dream. It was absolutely amazing. And that's something that my business has given me the freedom to do. And I, and I love that. I love sharing it. And I, and I love connecting with other people that love running and, and love musical theater and love animals. Cause I, yeah, I do it like dog walking. I spend a lot of time with animals as well. And yeah, those are the people that also have businesses but those are the ones that I love connecting with. So I think, yeah, we just have, it's like, it just makes a slightly deeper bond than just knowing someone as what their business is. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad you brought up the the aspect of, you know, freedom. Because again, I think a lot of what is perpetuated in the online business world, it's all about financial freedom and how much money you mm. can make. And again, I I'm wholeheartedly want everyone to earn a whole lot of money. Like women with money will change the world. But there is so much more to having a business than just making a lot of money. And, you know, as you were saying, the freedom to go for a lunchtime run or, you know, whatever it might be, to have time off to to do things that you enjoy, your hobbies, that kind of thing. Like that's another type of freedom that our businesses give us. And that sort of stuff is often overlooked or it's not seen as sexy as 20K months or whatever, you know. I'd be selling definitely and like you say like it's that freedom of choice isn't it because like one day for me that's going to be having the freedom to go out for a two three hour run because I want to and the next day it's going to be spending two three hours lying on the sofa doing absolutely fuck all with my cat because that's what I want to do and it's that freedom to choose yeah. and I think that other problem that I have with the the huge focus just on financial months is that people get really swept up in them without any real meaning behind it like 10k months we all know it's a huge thing in the coaching industry like 10k months you know and it's what's well, 5k then 10k to but you 10k is a big thing we know that but most people so many people have this goal of wanting to hit 10k month without even really knowing what 10k months means to them what that looks like it's like you just heard it said so many times that you think you should be aiming for 10k months and therefore that's your goal 
But if I said to you, okay, what does 10K months actually mean to you? Like what difference, what does it look like in your life applied? What does it change? What does it mean? Most people won't even know. They'll have like an idea, obviously, of like, oh, I'll be able to afford this or that. So one of the things I always encourage my clients to do is to like, I love a fucking spreadsheet, me. Like make a spreadsheet or a list, whatever it is, all (laughs) about the spreadsheets. Um, But literally list out all your dream expenses. Like if you had your life of luxury, whatever that looks like for you, list out your expenses of what that would be and total it up. And like what I find so often is that it's a quite quite often a lot less than 10K month can get you a dream lifestyle. And obviously our dream lifestyles grow with us as well. And, you know, you might want to move to a nicer house and your rent goes up or your mortgage, whatever it is. But in general, like 10K months is a massive amount of money. And sometimes it's actually, you like you would be just as happy on 7 or 8K, would get you everything in your head that you want to afford. And while there's still nothing wrong with saying that you want 10, I think once you can actually list that out and have an an actual number that has meaning behind it and not just this arbitrary figure that the industry has told you you should aim for, it changes how you see it. It changes how you feel about it. It's like an actual goal to work towards because you understand what it's going to give you. And it just changes the whole perspective. And that continues to go along. And it might be that you do that list and actually your goal is 13K a month or something. You know, it might be more. But I think it's so good to just work out for yourself what is your actual goal rather than just going off this figure that just gets thrown around a lot without it really having any meaning. So true. So for people who are maybe listening to this and like, okay, right, I just need to show up and be more of who I am online. (laughs) Do you have any tips for people and how they get started? If maybe they've been doing all of the things that they should be doing in air quotes, but not necessarily maybe growing their audience or getting the traction that they want online. What are some of the tips or things that you suggest they start doing to share more of themselves? So one thing I would say was like, don't pressure yourself to feel like you have to go from naught to a hundred. If you're, if you're willing to do that, fucking go for it. But if you're someone who, like you say, has been playing by the rules, really feeling like you've been fitting in this little box of what you should do, then the chances are you're quite scared about, you know, being a bit more authentic. So it's okay to take baby steps. I think sometimes once we make that realization, we feel like, oh my God, I have to be like 100% me and blah, blah, blah. But it's okay to like, just start slowly, ease yourself into it, do it step by step. And also find your boundaries around you know, we talked a bit earlier about where you draw that line about you know what you want to keep to yourself what you want to do online spend some time leaning into that have that kind of conversation with yourself about what parts of yourself you want to share and sort of say parts of yourself but you know where you want to draw that line and some of it is just trial and error let's say you can you can find that as you go but it's quite good to have an understanding of where you want your boundaries to be and also another list because like I say I love my spreadsheets love my lists it's one of the exercises I love to get my clients to do is to write a list of all the things you think you should be doing in your business. So anything that you would say, I should be doing this or I have to do this, write it all down and then literally like scribble it all the fuck out or set fire to it. And like just get it down on paper, all the things that you're telling yourself you have to do or you should do and then burn that motherfucker up. Like, like just let it go. And I think there's something so cathartic about physically doing that about writing it down and then like 
scrawling all over it or ripping it up or burning it, whatever it is. Obviously, please be safe if you're going to do this. <laughs> but there's something really cathartic to like literally physically do it and feel that emotion and be like, no, I'm done doing this. And then kind of you can start to either write another list if you're like me and you like listing or but just allow yourself to think about what do you want to do? What do you want your business to look like if you shed yourself of all these rules that you've been telling yourselves and you've been following? What actually matters to you? And then start building back up from there. And obviously there are things that, you know, there are shoulds that we potentially, you know, if you're trying to grow a business using Instagram, then you probably should post on your feed every once in a while. Like some stuff is common sense. But, you know, if you're telling yourself you have to post every day, well, you don't have to. So, you know, how good feels good to you and what can you actually stick to? But yeah, find what works for you. And you know, it doesn't have to be every day. And if it's every other day, if it's twice a week, whatever, find the your sweet spot. And also, if you don't fucking stick to that constantly, like go easy on yourself and have a little grace. I think that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I'd give to anyone in business is just have a little grace with yourself. I think we can so be complete assholes to ourselves too easily. And, you know, we can all have the best intentions in the world and we're not going to stick to everything. So, you know, yes. it's a thought that counts, right? Like you just, you've got to have the intention, do your best to stick to it, but it's not always going to happen. So, Absolutely. We're not robots. We are human beings. No. So, yes, we don't have to be perfect. <laughs> So one of the things I've been seeing a little bit online is people trying to find particular topics or viewpoints that are maybe a little bit shocking or a little bit mm -hmm. out there in order to kind of make themselves stand out online. Do you think it's necessary that we have to have a particular a viewpoint or idea or something that is really polarizing in order to attract people into us absolutely just show up in all your glory and I think this is something that I see both sides of the coin because if you genuinely have an opinion that is against the grain and is probably going to be polarizing then I wholeheartedly encourage you to share it anyway and it's one of those things where you will get people that disagree but the people who get it, get it, right? And they will love you all the more for it. However, sharing opinions like that for the sake of trying to be controversial, and if it's not necessarily your opinion, is more in the gross bro marketing category for me. So it, as a topic itself, I'm divided. I think it, it's much more about the intention behind it, but you certainly don't need that. You know, you don't need something completely fucking shy. Like no, no one is reinventing the wheel when it comes to coaching. I think that in itself is something like we can get really, we try and be so fucking groundbreaking in everything we do and every caption we write and every program we release. Like no one's teaching anything new ever anymore, you know, like it, yeah. it's just, it's just not happening. I think we just need to kind of accept that. And it's you know, about putting your own spin on things. I think that's more, more important than actually trying to have like these crazy revolutionary ideas and opinions yes I love that and you're completely right like coaching business coaching whatever kind of coaching you do th there isn't a lot of new stuff out there but we do kind of put pressure on ourselves to be 
or have the next great idea or, or you know, create mm. something that no one else has ever thought about or ever done. Yeah. And I can't remember who says this. I'll probably find it after we finished recording, but there is the quote about, you know, there are no original ideas anymore. Mm. I think that's quoted often yeah. in terms of like movies and TVs and that kind of thing. There are no original ideas. Yeah. And so when you let go of the idea of trying to be original and just put your own personal spin or take on something, that's when you can really make it your own as opposed to, yeah, trying to be a cookie cutter coach like some people out there. Definitely, definitely. I think one of the easiest ways to be more original is to literally just be yourself because when you know, if you're just talking about something as yourself, and one of the things I always say, and like, you know, like a lot of coaches do, is it's about you want to talk to your audience like you're talking to a friend. You want to talk like you would speak. So it's your own voice. And simply by doing that is going to be more original because you are the only person who is you, the only person who speaks exactly the way you do, who thinks exactly the way you do. So even if the general premise is something that people have heard a hundred times, which it may well be, you can put your own spin on. But when we're trying to be like the perfect little coach and the professional person, and this is how I should show up, actually, that's when you start watering down your message and you start just fucking blending in with everyone else on your timeline. And actually, you just end up sounding boring as fuck most of the time. So like simply allowing yourself to just talk how you talk is instantly going to make you sound more original whatever that means to you know we've all got our little quirks and mannerisms so if you just allow yourself to incorporate that in your branding and speak how you would speak it's going to make it more authentic and more original so before we wrap things up have you got any final words of wisdom that you would like to share with people listening in I think honestly one of the things that I would encourage is just to let yourself play more with your business and like, you know, when we talk about the things you shouldn't think you should and shouldn't be, we, we can so easily put ourselves in this box, right? And even when we try and break out of that box, we still tend to try and define ourselves and label ourselves one way or another. And I share this because it's something that I've been going through this year where I kind of, I've shifted a bit over the last few months because I just, I felt like I had still managed to put myself in a bit of a box and I wasn't feeling it. And one of the biggest problems I had, and I ended up kind of taking a bit of a break and I wasn't sharing much because I felt like I knew I wasn't happy with where I was and I knew I wanted to shift, but I couldn't clearly see which direction I wanted to shift to. And although I'm all about taking messy action and, you know, just, just doing stuff, I didn't know which direction I was trying to even take the action in to go. And what I realized was like, I don't, I don't even have to do that. Like we can just play and we can pivot and shift as much as we want and we can try on new things and we can drop them if they don't work and we don't have to be afraid of that and we don't have to be ashamed of that and we don't have to worry what people are going to think if I tried this a couple of times and then I didn't like it so I stopped doing it people are going to think that's really weird but that's the way that you find out what does work and what does feel really good is just by letting yourself have more freedom within your business, have more flexibility, more creativity, more fun and more play. And you will end up finding exactly what works for you, often by finding what doesn't work for you first. So allow yourself to experience all of it. I love it. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
So if people want to come and hang out with you online, where is the best place for them to come find you? You can find me over on the gram. I am at India Jade Coaching. That is where I spend most of my time. I would love to connect with you guys. So give me a follow and drop me a message and say hi. Yes, absolutely. Highly, highly recommend going and hanging out on Instagram. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. This has been an amazing conversation. I feel like we could keep going for hours and hours. I know. <laughs> me too. So, yes, thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your wisdom with everyone. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. I hope you had as much fun listening to it as we did recording it. If you want to go and hang out with India online, you can find all of her details in the show notes for this episode. And if you got value from our conversation, we would both be so grateful if you could share the episode with your biz besties or share it to your Instagram stories and tag the both of us. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, bye for now.